This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director. This Easter morning, we're going to be talking with John Setzer, Vice President of LifeLight, and Al Green, the evangelist, founder of LifeLight. LifeLight goes back how far? Let's talk a little bit about the original. Oh, now we're going to talk talking about age already? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's kind of like uh, uh, people need to know that haven't seen what you've yeah, done. Yeah, thank you. Um, how this has progressed from, I think, just kind of a backyard thing at first, wasn't it? Well, yeah, you know, the Life Flight Festival, a, a lot of people in this area know about, actually a lot of people all over the nation, because for 20-plus years uh, we did the festival, which was a large gathering. You know, it ended up every year on Labor Day weekend, hundreds of thousands of people would come, and we, we did that. And then in 2017 we transitioned the ministry, uh, stopped doing the large event here in Sioux Falls, but did regional uh, even national festivals in other cities. And then LifeLight uh, launched the Youth Center downtown in Pettigrew Heights. And that's my son-in-law, Josh. I know Josh has been on here before. Uh, that really came out of a heart to reach the youth, and in many cases just reach youth that grew up similar to Josh, you know, grew up in a dysfunctional situation. And we believe that God is in the business of using sometimes the most unlikely people that you would guess. So it, lots of incredible things are happening downtown Pettigrew Heights. Well, I'd like to remind you that I did a, uh, a gospel show at the Grandstand at the Sioux Empire Fair one year, brought in Tommy Netherton, which yeah. was kind of the Pat Boone of the uh, gospel, and Bill Gaither Trio, who's written <laughs> a lot of songs. And yeah. We sold out that Grandstand for $3 a ticket and actually paid all expenses. But there was, uh, uh, it was all Lawrence Welk age silver hair yeah. people we needed to get to. The, well, as you can see, I'm going to the silver hair here in my era. But, you know, the great thing, and I talked to a lot of people, senior citizens older than me. Of course, you know what old is, John. It's 15, 15 years older than what you are now. Right. right? So, uh, but, you know, the nice thing is a lot of those folks will say, boy, we love what you're doing reaching the next generation, Generation Z, you know, the, the teenagers. Um, because it, we, we, we need to reach them. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we're reaching them in a relevant way. And so many cases it's like, well, that's my granddaughter or that's our, our son or daughter or grandson. And, uh, we we're equipping the next generation. Those who have been, have a responsibility to help those yet to come yeah, no matter what the situation on it. Uh, John, uh, the other John here, uh, tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? And, and, uh, how, how'd you get to Sioux Falls? Well, do well. First and foremost, you know, I do want to say that you have a great name, my friend. I, I got to each out of there. It's J O N. <laughs> I'm J O N as well. Yeah. So, um, I originally came here to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, from Lenore, North Carolina, to play football for the Sioux Falls Storm. And so, I played for the Sioux Falls Storm. Uh, had the great opportunity to win a couple championships there. And you know, there's always life after football. Um, but the whole time that I was playing football, football. I was very invested um, in the youth of this community. You know, I really felt like it was something that the Lord called me to. And, you know, it was definitely a calling um, being able to, um, you know, help talk kids through, you know, just the suicidal ideations and things that's just going on in their minds and identity and just all of that stuff. And so that just really, really warms my heart um, to know that Lifelight really has a heart for the next generation and reaching the youth. And so um, I'm, I'm blessed to be on board again. Well, life like like I say, you you've been at the fairgrounds, you've been uh, at uh, uh, the, the water park, the water park, and then out on the farm, out on the farm, and you've uh, you know had up to three hundred thousand people at sometimes during the whole you know three or four 
day uh, events that you've had. But uh, you've got something uh, coming up uh, in May. We want to talk about it a little bit now, and then we'll talk about it again later. Because this is Easter morning. There's a reason. Well, yes, it is Easter morning. And so we, you know, the Bible says in, in John 11, I'm always reminded of that scripture, uh, Jesus says, uh, I, I am risen because he, because he is risen because he lives. We also shall live. I'll pull that scripture up in just a second, but, uh, or maybe not anyway. Um, that's what we're about, you know, and if you're in church this morning, if you're going to church or maybe historically you've been to church, John, you probably remember this. We'd go to traditional churches and on Easter morning, they said he is risen and you would say he is risen indeed. And so since we know the Lord, since we're Christians, our desire is to reach the next generation. And I'll toss it to John on this May 7th event. Well, I was going to say, taking the church out of the box was something that you always used to say. And that's what this thing in May is, uh, taking it to the arena. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, on May the 7th, um, you know, this is really a time for, you know, all of the youth advocates, all the youth ministries in the city, um, to really go out and find those, those students and those youth influencers that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And they're able to come to this event and hear from, I mean, world-renowned speakers, you know, Andy Bird, um, Nick Hall, Josh Brewer, Bob Lenz, Greg Steer, and then also to um, have a time of worship, you know, with Corey Asbury. And, I mean, everybody who is, who is anybody in the Christian world knows who Corey is. And Sean Foyt, and I guess I'm saying his last name the right way. But those guys, um, you know, really have a heart for worship. And everybody that we've talked to um, to come and be a part of this event um, really has a heart to see revival happen in this city. Well, John, you used to play football with the storm in that same arena. Uh, it looks a little bit different when you have to fill it with, uh, you know, a concert and stuff. But uh, uh, when you first came from North Carolina to Sioux Falls, what did you think of Sioux Falls? What was your first reaction when you came here to play in the storm? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I got off the plane in January, and um, Coach Riggs, he he apologized to me. He said, John, I am so sorry, but you actually landed on the coldest day of the year so far. And it was like January 21st or something like that. And and I get off the plane, I'm like, okay, Lord, I think I missed you on this one. Because <laughs> coming from North Carolina, you know, it just, it, it was, I've never experienced this kind of cold. But. Um, after being here about, I would say about a week or two, I was just introduced to some of the most amazing people that I, I didn't, I didn't know that this type of hospitality exists. How many years did you play in the storm? So I played for the storm for four seasons. Well, they, they always get you involved with the community and that's, that's, you picked up on, uh, the youth, I think with that, didn't you? Yeah. So, um, you know, Curtis Riggs, um, Tyler Peterson, um, Todd Tryon, who was the owner at the time. You know, those guys really believed in getting um, the players out into the community, um, you know, not only to to try to sell tickets, but really to build relationships. Because a lot of the guys that come here to play for the Storm are now heavily a part of the community. Well, talking to John Setzer, Vice President and Alan Green, founder of LifeLight, Al, uh, 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 the whole thing about LifeLight, uh, there's something about the word lonely. Hmm. And if you can bring a friend, uh, they hear the music, and all of a sudden they find a way of, uh, maybe I don't have to be lonely. Well, and that's so true. You know, and John, um, you know, you've been there the years when we gather those mass crowds. Some people have said, oh, is life like back? I mean, is it coming back? You know, the big crowds. 
in a sense, it's it's back. Yes, it is back, but it's like 2.0 or whatever. We're we really have a heart to reach Gen Z, which is those born after 1995. And so, if people are lonely, if they have fear, this last couple of years, they're looking for hope. Hope has a name. His name is Jesus, and that's what we preach. We I was going to share that verse with you from earlier. I'll pull it up now. Um, John 11:25, uh, and it says, "Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live, even though he dies." And that's our message. It's the Christian Church being this is Easter, Resurrection Day. Um, Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship, and it's the only religion or relationship with God that says, hey, there's eternal life after death through a relationship with Jesus. The definition of hope, hope is defined by the fact when everything is hopeless. And the uh, uh, thing is, people can come just to hear the music, because the music's going to be great. Tell us all the things, you know, some of, the, some of these people uh, may not know, some of these people that are going to be there, give us a little bit of rundown on each one of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, we have um, the Z8 worship team led by Katana Thompson, who is a 17, our 17-year-old <laughs> Z8 director. And so some people are like, 17 director? But, I mean, this girl is phenomenal in just what she's able to accomplish. Um, you know, we have, um, you know, some hip-hop, Christian hip-hop, you know, with KB and he does amazing music. And, you know, we've had opportunities to have conversations with him, and he has you know, just a huge heart, um, you know, for the gospel and, and just a different way mm-hmm. of, um, you know, bringing the gospel to this generation. We know hip hop is such an um, amazing um, tool, you know, to bring the gospel. Um, and then also, you know, those worship guys like Corey Asbury and Sean Foyt and those guys, you know, really, really um, have a heart of taking us deeper into the, the more intimate setting um, of worship. And, you know, once you get in that place, the Lord just, he, had, he just has a way of doing something in your heart and, and in your mind and rearranging and changing things. Yeah, and guys, I, you talk about Corey Asbury. I just saw that he sold out in Houston. You know, he's got like 450,000 followers just on Facebook alone and sold out the show there, the songs like uh, Father's House and Reckless Love. If people heard the songs, they're like, oh, that's who that is. But with this event, the, we're asking people to register, but we're not selling tickets. It's free, right? right? It's totally free. Well, you got some good sponsors. Uh, let's run down the sponsors. Chick-fil-A, I know, is one of them. Yeah, so we got um, Chick-fil-A. We got uh, Wireless World. You know, we got Vanderhags, First Premier Bank. Um, you know, and then not to forget all of the other supporters that have been supporting the Ministry of Life Flight for years and years and years. You know, and even if it was $5 here or $10 here, I mean, there's amazing families that truly believe in transformation. There's a lot of churches, I think, that work with you, too. We do. You know, our goal is to unite the church, you know, just to unite the church and proclaim the good news of Jesus and then see the impact in the city. So lots of youth leaders all over the region are bringing their youth groups. They can register as a group. Uh, But our desire also is the pastors and the youth pastors and uh, worship leaders and the members of, of churches here will invite all their friends and family to come. Well, you mentioned family. Uh, you can, you know, maybe one of the uh, generations he can bring their dad or granddad or, or one of their sisters or whichever too. Yeah. And, you know, and the amazing thing about this type of event is it is for, you know, youth influencers as well. People that have a heart for the youth. So that's grandparents, aunts, uncles, um, you know, Greg Steer, he is actually volunteered to come 
earlier um, on May the 7th, and he's actually going to do some evangelism training. Um, so we want people to sign up, and we want them to come and volunteer um, so that we can get out and, and really go and spread the word of Jesus Christ in the city. Let's see the date and the day so people can get it on their calendar. All right, so that is May 7th, um, 2022. And the city serve um, where Greg Steer is going to be doing the training. And we also have uh, John Glasser from Collision. Um, they're going to be training um, starting at 9 o'clock. And that'll that'll go from 9 to 2 p.m. And then the event uh, will kick off at 4 p.m. The Sioux Falls Arena. Uh, for those who haven't been to your lifelight uh, aspect, you put on the full production. I mean, you've got all of the, the big lighting and sound. I mean, you would think it was Paul McCartney coming, you know, when you walk in the door. <laughs> It'll be nice. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be a great setup. Well, tell us again now, uh, what day of the week is that? And that is on a Saturday. So, okay. And if you were to tell your friends, you say there's things going on in the morning, and what's the best time to, to show up at the arena that day? I will tell you this. Get there early because, um, you know, we're expecting, um, you know, around 7,000 um, youth and youth influencers, youth pastors, um, family and friends, supporters um, to be in the place that day and so we want everybody to have a great seat but to get that you got to get there a little bit earlier so i'd say probably about three thirty. all right just to turn the page back a little bit al i i want to talk to you about, to let people know that you're, you've been all over the world and you were in mexico when when the cartels were a problem it's, it's getting to be too dangerous now but uh, the Philippines, when, uh, uh, you know, that, that's the places where a lot of Christians really are, are prosecuted. Well, it, it does seem that God has, has us going to the hard places, I mm. guess. Uh, Pakistan twice last year for me and a team of folks and a few African nations as well, Nigeria. Uh, you know, and on the surface, people go, hey, you know, that's a dangerous place. And yet we feel like, John, Josh, myself, our team, we feel like, you know, when God calls you somewhere, that, that that's the safest place to be because we could be at any place anywhere in the U.S. and, and there could be trouble. Um, I always look at it this way. I probably take it a step further. People say, what? You're going to Pakistan? What, are you crazy? And I go, hmm, I think there's journalists there. If journalists go to the war zones, Ukraine right now, everywhere to get the story, then for us, since we know that we know that Jesus died on a cross, shed his blood for all of us, and we want to spread that news, then we ought to be going to the front line. So that's just how we look at it. What's in the uh, drawing board for the future? Um, you know, for Lifelight, what I'm really excited about, you know, you talked about the arena. And for you and I, we've been doing this mm -hmm. for so many years. It's it's nostalgic, right, to go back to the arena. But I am so excited about this next generation. John Setzer on our team. Josh, uh, he mentioned Katana, a 17-year-old who really had the vision and the dream for, for this Gen Z thing. So if you look out throughout history, you know, you look at movements of God, it really started with young people who just said, Hey, we're going to, we're all in. We're not, we're not counting the consequences. We don't, we don't care about the cost. We're not looking at long-term strategies. We're just all in. And I believe that's happening right now. I think there's a move of God happening among the young people. For me, my goal is just to train and be part of that with young people to train up uh, world changers. And we believe it's happening right here in Sioux Falls. How would you describe to millennials what Gen Z is? Uh, well, he's probably better than I am at that because John's, John's probably a millennial. I'm an old baby boomer, right? Yeah. And baby boomers are spoiled. Millennials, though, maybe the next level. Gen Z, there's some differences, I think, in Gen Z There and is. There is. I mean, you know, in the way that I, would, that I would describe them because, you know, I've spent, 
I'm not an old guy, but I've spent a good bit of my life working with them. It's just, you know, they're a generation that they're hungry for truth. They want to know something that is real. You know, we have everything that's going on in the world with all of the division and the racism and politics and just everything that's going on. And they just really want to know a love that's true. And that hope and that love can only come from Jesus Christ. And so they're extremely open to it. But they need, um, you know, spiritual mothers and fathers, brothers, spiritual grandparents to come alongside of them and, and show them that truth. Well, we mentioned hope, loneliness, uh, the social media. Uh, we all have our phones sitting here. But for some people, that's, that's all they've known. And that phone is not a person. It's no. not, it's warm, but it's not human. Uh, and that's where I say to Gen Z and the social media, this is where they can tie it all together and actually uh, go with friends and, and find something more than just a, a Google. Well, yeah, you know, right now, as we sit here, John, we are all multitasking, right? I'm using my phone. Mm-hmm. I've got... And, John, you can attest to this. I mean, I know you've always said, you got a face that's made for radio, Alan, but um, <laughs> you can attest that I brought this big Bible in here, right? Mm-hmm. And I've got the Bible here on my phone. I'm taking notes. I'm doing I'm doing all, all of those areas. Social media is great as a communication tool. I mean, it has allowed us uh, to take um, news and the good news around the world. I deal with our LifeLight missionary uh, Cubans in Cuba almost on a daily basis. So that's that's helped that, but it does not replace real relationship. And so when you talk about Gen Z, I did um, some disturbing news. I was reminded of a couple weeks ago, uh, a Gen Z Christian who was a, kind of an influencer. He said, you know, uh, I've given up. I've walked away from the faith because God was hidden to me. And, and you know, he came out all on social media. And so I'm thinking, I know emotionally he felt like God was hidden from him, but I want, I, mean, I want to tell everybody that's listening, God is not hidden. This right here is his word, and you can he reveals himself right through his word. You know, um, Easter is about him rising from the dead, and uh, he rose from the dead. He appeared, uh, he was there, walked on earth for 40 days after rising from the dead, appeared to over 500 Every day we come up with more archaeological and scientific evidence to prove that Jesus was here and rose, but it's not just through scientific evidence. You have to experience him, and I'm, I'm saying you can experience him through his word. Through history, uh, if you really read your history, the, the Christians have prospered and, and really um, blossomed the most when they're the most persecuted. Um, with what's going on in Ukraine right now, the uh, the Orthodox Christians over there, um, everything from uh, what's Iran and Israel. Uh, there's so much that we can you know look back. If you look back in history, um, these are these are interesting times. Yeah, it it feels a little um, it feels a little foolish when we talk about going through difficult times here in mm-hmm. Sioux Falls. We, most of us have been pretty blessed. There's some difficult situations, but. I'm glad you brought up Ukraine, and and John probably knows some people too. We know a lot of Ukrainian people here in Sioux Falls, Ukrainian and Russian people that uh, have relatives there yet. Uh, I know people on the ground that are there and people from Romania that are going over and helping. So those are hard times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, and even for, you know, I, I've had, because I used to work at Roosevelt High School as well. I've kind of done a number of things here in the city, but... 
Um, you know, I, I just remember talking with uh, one of my Russian students um, a few days ago, and her heart was really just broken because, you know, the whole thing that's going on with with Ukraine, but she's Russian. And so even being here far away from um, uh, the battlefront, she's still on the front lines of that. And so just being able to pray with her as well as, you know, pray for our, you know, our Russian and our Ukrainian students. Well, hopefully when you get all 7,000 people in the arena, you can say a prayer for Ukraine because uh, prayer does work. You've got some examples. Oh, we have many examples. You, you want to share? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, oh, man, I love this part. Okay. So, um, you know, one thing that our that our team at LifeLight has committed to, um, every Friday morning from sun up until 12 noon as a team, um, we fast and we pray. So that's a, an intentional time in prayer. And we've started to see the most amazing things happen in the youth center. Um, just last Friday, um, we seen a group of about 20 students go walking, prayer walking in Pettigrew Heights. Hold on, I'm going to say that one more time just so just so we got it. Prayer walking in Pettigrew Heights. That's the, the, the bad part of town. Uh, well, well yeah, yeah. that's what they would say. Yeah. And so, but we are in the heart of Pettigrew Heights, and we absolutely love loving on, you know, th- those people because, I mean, they're just like us. You know, Josh's story, um, you know, is very similar to a lot of those kids. And to see a kid who is brand new to faith, pray for a homeless person, pray for an alcoholic, pray for people on the streets that are really struggling and just to see them open up and they're giving out gospel tracts. It's, it's a beautiful thing to see. It's amazing. We live in a time where, while they're discussing it pretty much, I think, in the news now, where the family is somewhat being attacked, uh, the father is absent. Uh, you see a lot of that at the youth center? Yeah, we see, I mean, we see a lot of, um, a lot of kids that kind of raise themselves in a lot of ways. Um, you know, they, they put themselves on the bus in the morning, they get home and, you know, maybe nobody's there. Um, but at the youth center every Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, um, evening, we have a hot meal for them and a warm place for them to come and be safe. And, and that just, I mean, that just warms my heart. Well, the church is the best example of family. Yes, yeah. You know, and yeah, when John's talking about those kids walking in the streets in Pettigrew, and we've been talking about Gen Z, you know, here's one of the things that we talk about and we notice. There's all, you know, you can Google Gen Z and find out all sorts of things, but, you know, they say, oh, they have an eight second attention span, you know, and everybody laughs. And then I think our team has said, and we've heard Josh say this, no, it's an eight second filter, not an eight second attention span. And so an eight second filter is what it means is, they don't want to play games this next generation. When they find something that's real, they latch onto it. And we're so proud of those kids that are, again, middle schoolers into high school that are coming every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, hanging out at the youth center. And when they came, they're like, we, we don't know God. There's one God. Oh, yes, he loves you. He's your creator. Oh, he sent his son, Jesus. What Fasting, what does that mean? They are learning and they're eager to learn. They're they're rough, they're messy, they come from rough backgrounds, but boy, for them to walk outside the walls, we say Lifelight is about taking the church outside the walls. For them to walk the streets of Pettigrew, go to the casinos, go to the apartments and lay hands on homeless people and pray, that's real change, and we're excited about it. Well, I brought up social media before in, in the smartphone, but uh, you can also use that to look up any verse in the Bible, too. Yes. Right, yes, yeah, a great tool. 
If you're curious about it, you know, find the word that you're looking for and, and just look it up. And, and you can also translate it into any language. You can, uh, you know, different versions of the Bible and all that type of thing. So uh, social media can, you know, tie in and, and be a, a benefit for it. But uh, what's the first thing that's going to happen when they walk into the arena for the show on May next month? Yeah, so when you walk into the arena, um, you're going to see um, inflatables. You're going to see games. I mean, it's going to be a fun, action-packed night from the beginning to the end. You know, Chick-fil-A is going to be one of the vendors there. Um, the artists are going to be out talking with, you know, talking with people. Because the people that we bring in, these aren't just celebrities that don't want to connect with people. Everybody that we brought in has a huge heart for the gospel. And uh, and when, you know, when we walk in, we have DJ Michael, who is um, an amazing DJ, and him and, uh, you know, KB and some of the other guys, they're going to be getting us hype. And so it's going to be it's going to be amazing. Talking to John Setzer, vice president of Life Light, Alan Green, uh, evangelist and founder. Uh, if somebody brought up a football, you'd sign that for, for the storm, wouldn't you? <laughs> I sure would. <laughs> okay. Well, how can get, uh, you know, how can somebody out there say, I want to get my friend to come along with me? How can you do that? I think there's a number of ways to do that. Um, the first is, um, you know, they can share a link with them just from the Z8 Facebook page or the Lifelight Facebook page. Um, and just to be clear, Z, this Z8 event, it is a ministry of Lifelight. So I just want to be clear just to make sure that everybody knows that. Um, but that's one way that they can do it. And even if you don't um, know exactly what to do, get to the arena and John Setzer will be there. That's me to help you get registered and bring you right on in the door. So please don't let anything be an excuse not to make it. Well, people are listening uh, to this, you know, Nebraska and Minnesota, Iowa, even on uh, some of our stations, if they want to arrange for transportation or something like that, they still got time, you know, to uh, take a bus up here. If Absolutely. They want. Yeah. Oh. I think there's already uh, some of these people, uh, even for, for what's on the, uh, the, the, the bill, they're coming from a long ways away. I think they are. Yeah. I think, you know, North Dakota, Minnesota, Nebraska, Iowa, Kind of the you know the five straight state region, uh, although we again we do have people coming from all over the nation because some of these speakers, um, you know Nick Hall is in Pulse out of Minneapolis is a big ministry, and Greg Steer we've talked about, uh, Andy Bird which people think of YWAM well that's Andy Bird in the Send, uh, who else am I thinking of Sean Foyt you know Sean is uh, let's worship he's been doing worship events all over the U.S. Um, uh, family oriented ministry. Is it going to be streamed? And we are working on um, putting together some form of a live stream. Um, you know, and I know we will have some stuff on Facebook as well. Um, you know, but I, I do want to make sure that, um, you know, we talked about how can we get some, you know, our friends and people there. I do want them to know that, um, you know, the evangelist of our ministry, you know, Josh Brewer, he has such a heart for reaching um, those people and his story is so relatable to a lot of the loss that as soon as they get in his presence and they hear him talk, it just breaks down their heart. And it just, I mean, they just open up and they just say, how can I follow this Jesus that you follow Josh? <laughs> so it's an easy, pretty easy entry into the kingdom there. There's a lot of lost. There's a lot of people that feel hopeless. There's a lot of people, a lot of people that are lonely. And all they have to do is walk in the door. It doesn't cost anything. Amen. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, John, I, and in fact, I'm getting ready to give a gift here in just a minute, but I want to, when what John was saying about getting there, just come. I mean, there'll be room. We, we believe if there's more than 7,000, we'll, 
I mean, we'll find a way. There'll be room, but uh, we, we do put, want people we to, to register. We used to, we used to put 11,000 in there. <laughs> there you, know. you go. So we'll, we'll max that place out. Standing room. Uh, parents can bring their, their middle schoolers. You know, it's, it's again, Gen Z event, but you know, we got parents that want to come. People love the music. But you can go to lifelight.org events, and you'll find the event on it, and then you can register there. Or you can go to z8initiative.com, right? Mm-hmm. Or on Facebook. I mean, if you just Google, I mean, it went Lifelight on Facebook or Z8 on Facebook, you would find it. Click the event and then register at, on the event. And to stay up to date on everything that's going on, what I would highly recommend is you go and follow us on all social media platforms because we're going to be making announcements daily from there, and that'll keep people up to speed with what's going on. Well, there's a lot of people that have been, you know, staying at home because of COVID. This is a chance to get out, celebrate spring, and it's Easter morning. It's Easter morning. I just want to take a minute on that. You know, perhaps somebody's listening. You know, we talk about Josh. Josh is my son-in-law. He has a completely different background than I do. John, and maybe you can share in a minute how you came to know Jesus. But my background is I was a religious believer kid. I mean, I was religious. I believed the right things. But I still didn't know that if I died, I would go to heaven. And we're looking today at the resurrection. And I'm looking at the book of Luke. It talks about on the first day they came at dawn and they came to the tomb, you know, and the stone had been rolled away and Jesus wasn't there. And my wife always says, notice it was the women (laughs) that came first. The guys, where were they? They were hiding in a skeptical, but the women, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and the women that were with him went back and told the apostles and then the gospel is simply this. this. This religious kid that I was finally had to understand that there's no way I could work my way to heaven. It was only because of the blood Jesus shed on the cross. And so when I realized that I was separated from God, that I was sinful, because the Bible says all of us have sinned, that if I would just turn, Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is, is at hand, turn from your sin and acknowledge him and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I ask you to come into my life. Bible says if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we believe in our heart God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. That's what I did. Came to know Christ when I was just a young guy and had been raised in the church, and it changed everything for me. Sean, how'd you come to know the Lord? Well, you know, in short, you know, I came to know the Lord because, um, you know, number one, I had a a praying grandmother, a praying mother, and a praying father. and, And even though I grew up in the church, I was always serving in the church. To be honest, I didn't have a clue who Jesus Christ was. Um, you know, and so after, um, you know, bouts with suicide, you know, I was a very popular kid, good in athletics and all that. But still, you know, I remember um, having the playing the best football game I ever played. I had three interceptions, two form recoveries, 300 yards all purpose, set a state record. And I remember going home after that game thinking about every way that I could kill myself. And it was simply because I didn't have the hope of Jesus Christ filling that hole in my heart. And so if there's somebody out there today to where you've tried money, money didn't fill it. You tried a girlfriend or a boyfriend that didn't fill it. I want to let you know that there's hope for you in the same way that Jesus Christ filled that hole in my heart so that I had hope and that I could live. He wants to, he wants to fill your heart as well. Well, as Paul Harvey used to say, page two, what's the date again? Give us the date and, and the time again. It is May 7th. Saturday. Saturday, May the 7th at the Sioux Falls Arena. And the City Serve training starts at 9 a.m. with Greg Steer and John Glasser from Collision. And then the event starts at 4 p.m. 
John Setzer, Vice President of Lifeline, Al Green, Evangelist and Founder. Time's up. I want to thank you for being with us. Thank on you form. so much. All Thanks right. so much, John.